0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Kings and Priests podcast. Good to have you with us today. Uh, Today, our sponsor is Better Together. Uh, Better Together is a nonprofit that helps parents who are going through difficult time keep their children out of foster care, find work, and address the root causes of their struggle so that they can reunite as a family with the tools and support system To thrive so the organization is privately funded it's volunteer driven uh and it works predominantly with churches um they have two programs the better families program which helps uh families uh, which hosts families uh, basically apply to care for children in their home while those children's parents you know find work get healthy get a mentor and get back on their feet Uh, And then the program that I think is really cool is called the better jobs program, um, which was created to address the 76% of families who can trace their crisis to job loss. So through local church partners, uh, the program provides job fairs job coaching um, for these folks to help them get jobs get back on their feet. So they are our sponsor this month, make sure you check them out all of the links to all their programs, social media and all of that is in the show notes. So Make sure and click through, uh, check out all the great work that they're doing. And if you're a pastor, maybe consider having your church be involved. And if you're a business owner or a business person, uh, maybe consider uh, finding a way to partner with them as well. Dean, what's up, sir? How are you? Well, how you doing? <clears throat> I'm good. Just, uh, you know, back at it. It's been a couple of weeks since we've done this, I feel like.
1: Yeah, yeah I was traveling last week. And it's
0: all good, though. Yep. You've been all over the place. What's been happening? Anything new? Are you playing any golf?
1: Uh, not as much as I want. I uh, hear that. yeah. yeah. so <laughs> you know once the season gets going up in Puck City, we'll be back there in a few weeks, and having the uh, you know the, the range at the end of the street helps go down the- right practice in the evening and whatever proximity
0: is is everything i i would find if i'm not able to play a lot when i do play i'm even worse than i normally am (laughs) and so then it's just like frustrating you know it really is a game that if you if you don't focus time on it it's hard to you know hard to be good i'm 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 finding anyway
1: yeah my dad's coming into town next week oh Uh, cool so yeah we're gonna get a few rounds in so that'll be fun
0: Cool. When was the last time he's been in uh, the states?
1: It's been a while. It's probably, I mean, I've seen him because I've been in Australia, but probably five years since he's been here. Wow. So wow. there you go.
0: Cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um. How old's your dad? Eighty six. And he's still able to play golf. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, man. He can bat it round. He's uh, he, yeah. He's uh, he's in great shape. I don't think he takes any medicine. Like he goes to the doctor and then he's like, "There's nothing for me to prescribe for you." that's
0: incredible
1: that's pretty cool I, I know take how stuff did for it. Heartburn and
0: all of and, it yeah. yeah all of
1: it he just take, just takes nothing
0: yeah oh that's amazing um so today i want to It's going to be it's a bit it's a bit of a meta um convo because we're going to talk about the sub like we're going to basically talk about content uh about entrepreneurship and i, mm-hmm. I want to kind of give the audience just a I guess a quick background as to why we're doing this, but there's two podcasts that we've both talked about and we both love a lot. Uh, one of them is called Acquired, uh, and it's generally, I think, monthly, maybe twice a month, long form uh, retellings of companies um, everywhere, from you know Amazon to Facebook, all the way to you know like classic American companies uh, in all kinds of industries. Basically, just how that business started and kind of their journey all the way to where they are now. Uh, and it's a phenomenal, phenomenal podcast. Uh, another podcast that uh, we love is called Founders, and basically, this this guy—it's actually hilarious. He he's read over two hundred business biographies, uh, so we're not wow. talking like tactical business books. This isn't right. like you know, and not so, that there's anything wrong with those, but that's not. Yeah, he's reading biographies. And so what he does is he reads a business biography every week. And then he essentially distills that down into about an hour to two hour long episode. Um, And so these guys are just like encyclopedias of business knowledge. Um, And so they teamed up um, a few weeks ago for uh, an episode that I just thought was fascinating. And there was this quote that uh, they kind of started off the episode by talking about why they're all so obsessed with knowing Right? Like knowing about entrepreneurship and and right. reading books about massive Titans, you know, the Carnegie's, the Rockefeller, like you you name the big Titan. They've they've studied them, Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger. And and what's really cool is both of these podcasts have actually, through what they do, been able to like Have dinner with Charlie Munger and have dinner with Warren Buffett and have these like long extended conversations. Didn't they do like like a six out thing on Buffett? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, like a multi episode long. And one, and so they were sort of in this episode distilling all they've learned. And they, they sort of came up with a couple of things right off the bat. One of the things they said was, You've never met a founder or an entrepreneur that's only kind of into entrepreneurship. So in right. other words, <laughs> looking at all of the people that they talked to, they were like, you know, for the hyper successful, it's not just a hobby. It, right. it really is an obsession. And so kind of what they start, started out the episode saying is that learning from history, business history is like the ultimate form of leverage. And I know we've talked about this a lot. And I have some quotes uh, that they mentioned, but I guess just Right off the bat, what are your thoughts on on that? Why do you, I know obviously you're a big studier of, of information. Why do you think that's so important? And do you agree with that, that, you know, the hyper successful are not just kind of into right. entrepreneurship and um, really is something agree. they're obsessed with? Yeah, 100% agree
1: with that. You know, I just think I wasn't, I didn't do very well in school because I didn't traditionally learn like in that classroom setting. So I left at the 10th grade, but I kind of developed a love for knowledge, you know, pretty soon after becoming a Christian and, and just, I don't know, God did something and it just kind of changed my whole thinking. So a buddy of mine introduced me to The Economist magazine. It's re- been around a long time, uh, English publication, and it's not really a uh, UK focus. It's, it's a global economics, business-leaning, weekly magazine. And I have read it cover to cover probably for the last... There's a couple, you know, periods where I missed, but most of the last 30 years, maybe maybe uh, I'm 58. So, yeah, like Mm -hmm. maybe nearly 40 years. Wow. So, like, the the idea, and so that's why I'm I'm in a a taxi, uh, an Uber the other day, and the guy's from Egypt. And and I said, uh, Al-Sisi, and he's like, how do you know the president of Egypt? And I just said, man, I just read a lot. <laughs> so like geopolitics, economics, I've just been, and then, then you know, the Wall Street Journal and then throw in a bunch of blogs and podcasts and newsletters and like, you know, there's probably two hours a day, maybe th- three, where I'm consuming information in some form, reading, listening. Um. So, yeah, it, it's just. And that would.
0: And that would go against, I think, and it does go against conventional wisdom for a lot of people where they're going, but that's three hours of you not doing or two hours of you not doing. Like surely you can be getting back to emails or having meetings or even, you know, even ideating on your own stuff. But you're sort of, you've sort of said, no, this is like a, a, within reason, a non-negotiable time allocation for me. I mean,
1: look, depends what your job is, right? You know, Mm -hmm. I have a job where it's my job to stay, current and understanding where the trends are going what's happened happening economically you know we didn't ramp up employment in the last two years we we just kind of Mm -hmm. slowly grew um we're not laying off anyone we're not hiring anyone like Mm -hmm. overtly right now we're not backfilling Mm -hmm. actually but i didn't we didn't have to lay off like you know 40 percent of our staff that that's not that's not because like i'm like a sage or something it's just because i I read every day and i can tell what's going on no and so depending on what your job is but yeah i would say like everybody everyone can find more time to read and and listen and get more knowledge you just get up an hour earlier Mm and uh or you you go to bed an hour later like you just find it and so Mm -hmm. knowledge is power it's no question about that and if you uh if you don't develop that love for learning especially new things all this ai stuff that you know i've been immersed in in the last kind of 60 days really Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I want to know everything about it. I want to know like mm-hmm. where it's going. And I, I start never being afraid about anything until like, mm-hmm. you know, look into it and think, oh, that's weird. I don't like that, but mm-hmm. going with an open mind and, and just learn. Mm-hmm. And the, the cool thing is, and we've said this a lot, there's no barrier to learning. Now you can, you can mm-hmm. know everything about everything for free. Mm-hmm. so tweet that yeah
0: out. uh in one of these episodes they quote B- bill gurley who says a uh, famous investor uh, behind companies like Imagine. uber and and you know he said in the age of the internet you don't have to be the smartest person but you can collect the most information yep. in the age of the internet all the information you possibly need is right at your fingertips and you have no excuse so le- let's pause there because i want to maybe rabbit trail into this ai uh topic really quickly i was on a call on monday uh it's this monthly call with entrepreneurs that i do it's just a zoom call and they bring in everyone from there's probably 30 40 40 of us on there and they bring in everyone from like will smith's nutritionist to you know just all whatever so this yeah. last week was the co-founder of linkedin and uh he lives in austin now I, I looked him up i think he's worth about 200 million someone asked him about ChatGPT gpt ai mm-hmm. and he said um do I think it solves all the world's problems? No. Do I think it's completely irrelevant? No. Do I think that work as we know it has changed forever? Absolutely. 100%. Um, and to hear a guy like that, he's now building this, this product, which is essentially like the blue checkmark service for LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So that will verify using AI... Right. right. Will verify not just the companies you worked for, the length of time you worked for them, but also the skill sets that you say you like, just all of it, so that you don't, so, so that someone who's hiring doesn't have to go, is this person telling the truth or, or not? Right. He right. wants to essentially remove the need for uh, work based references and recommendations only character based references and recommendations. Right. <laughs> so even a guy like that, who is, he's in his fifties, he's got a family. He kind of said, he was like, I've been semi-retired, you know, uh, and mm-hmm. just investing, but this AI thing has captivated me. So maybe talk just quickly about, you said you've kind of jumped into it in the last 60 yeah. days. Well, let me, what are the, what are the top line thoughts?
1: I'll just set it up. It, there's three major things that have happened in the last, uh, since the mid 90s right the last 26 seven years the internet was basically mm-hmm. unleashed they had it in forms of it the military had it the government had it academics mm-hmm. had it but mid 90s aol compact computer modem mm-hmm. internet born right mm-hmm. and then like so 95 6 7 to 2000 that that was that mm-hmm. late you know 2007, eight, nine, iPhone, mobile, so internet first, mobile second, AI third. Mm -hmm. The three biggest events that have that have and will keep transforming the world. This is the third one, in my opinion. So, Mm -hmm. and the reason is one of the things that we look for all the time in business is how to do more with less, and it's it's called productivity. So, how do I exert the same energy but get more return how do i put the same input or maybe less input and get more output that's essentially what you wake up every day in business trying to do apart from Mm -hmm. sell your goods and services to your customers you're trying to get more from less and Mm -hmm. because at some point you're going to stop burning money you want to get to ebitda you know profitability and so like It's just you think about it all the time. I need more from less. And Mm -hmm. AI is going to, and, you know, the all-in boys are talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. It's at least Mm -hmm. 20% at Mm -hmm. a minimum. And for maybe people like content marketers, content creators, engineers, code writers, Mm -hmm. it could be 50%. So I don't think Mm -hmm. those jobs are going to go away. But Mm -hmm. if you can come to your team and your executive team and say, Hey, listen, I'm, you know, don't fire me. Like, (laughs) let me show you how I can be 30% more productive. That person's having a job for the rest of their life. And so I would just encourage everyone who's in and around anything to do with information and tech is to embrace AI, learn about Mm -hmm. it, read, go and start. There's all tons of podcasts on it now. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, absorb yourself in it and become expert in your field. You know, I wrote mm-hmm. um, I wrote a business plan and I put in the idea that I've had it for a while and it, it came like a perfect eight point business plan. I, I asked it for a, a rap song about two boxing kangaroos. I said, give me a rap song about two boxing kangaroos. That's all I asked. Mm-hmm. It came back with the most hilarious rap song about Kangaroo Number mm-hmm. One and Kangaroo Number Two. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to perform it here for anyone, but <clears throat> maybe mm-hmm. at a later date I might do it. Uh, rap, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> but you know, I asked it to do like dumb stuff, like give me a rap song about the Zarzov brothers. Mm. You know, Louis mm. Zarzov, Terry Zarzov. There's a joke in there. It came back with this hilarious. Anyway, so think that, and then of course we're baking it into a sermonly, which is a sermon research product that we've mm-hmm. spent two years building and haven't really released to market. We haven't monetized it. We just kind of have it, had it in the wild Had hundreds of servants mm-hmm. a month being created on it. And mm. we, we're, next month, it's going to have the AI researcher built in. So you literally wow. put your verses in and then in the document kind of like what, mm-hmm. you know, Google's going to do and Microsoft's going to do. AI is going to be built into Word, right? Mm-hmm. Google just announced yesterday it's got going into Gmail. So I can literally just go, yes. I don't have to answer emails anymore. Now, I, I, I tried it a couple of times and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, it didn't really sound like me. I could have got away with right. it. But right. I wanted to be a bit more personal. So I didn't right. use it yet. I haven't used it yet. Right. But right. the point is this 10, 20, 30, 50% productivity gains that are going to come as a result of AI. That is mm-hmm. absolutely mind blowing and world changing for business. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. So it's, it's wild you say that you had to write a business plan. I, <clears> There's <throat> a thing we're working on uh, with Vast right now that's going to be kind of a new offering that we have. And I went to Chad GPT and I said, You okay? I said, had, had it pulled up and I said, Okay, you are a story brand marketing expert, right? So, story brand is Donald Miller's company, it's one of the best business marketing right. frameworks right i said yep. you were a story brand expert ask me step by step the questions i need to know to take this market to take this product to market i need a landing page i need an email nurture campaign and i need a press release <laughs> and over the course of about 45 minutes i worked with chat gpt right to come out with an entire story brand script a landing page two different press releases a welcome email to a customer and then I had it done, and I would say, okay, now do rewrite all of this in the brand voice of Apple. Now rewrite this in the brand voice of Tesla. Now rewrite this. And it was absolutely insane. Yeah. And that would have taken literally in the past, people would have paid a consultant 20 grand for that, legitimately, $20,000 oh, yeah. to do that. And, and it would take weeks. To do that yeah. so um one thing i've heard about ai and i've heard people use this as an example and i want to get your thoughts on it now we've totally gone off topic but this is more interesting to me <laughs> anyway um people have been comp- I- i've heard some people comparing this sort of ai phenomena to web3 in a sense that there's going to be this sort of massive ramp up boom and then this like lack of product market fit bust, so to speak. So this whole like AI is the new Web3. My take on that is that to me, Web3 still doesn't have actually really many practical applications. Whereas I feel like, like I just don't, I think that's a, I think that's a really bad take because I think AI has already practical applications coming out every single day for the average person to use. Whereas Web3 is like still in some com- totally, completely different universe um, yeah. in terms of like,
1: the Actual litmus use test is for it. The litmus test is, I'm, and I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I'm not stupid either. I still don't understand mm-hmm. it. Now, I get Wait. the blockchain, <laughs> and I had to, I had to get my brain around it like six times. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't get it. I understood mm-hmm. ChatGPT three like in, in in like five seconds, mm-hmm. so that that's the difference. It, it This is not, mm-hmm. you know, Web three. I would say is this corner mm-hmm. of the the internet where there's a bunch of really smart people who are, you know, kind of, but it's not for the masses. And right. now a lot of people got wallets and bought crypto and lost 50% of their money. They understood that. Right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, th- this, this thing is so simple and it's so easy to understand. And I had Jake over the other day and he's, he's asking, because literally we're, we're replacing every bit of Bible commentary And Bible research that's ever been written in the history of the Bible will be built at the in in your fingertips, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, "I don't believe it." I go, "Have that? Uh, Like, find some really like tripping doctrinal theological questions, and like, Mm -hmm. and he's he was just he did three times, and then he just put walked out. He's like, "This is Mm -hmm. something's not right here."
0: (laughs) <laughs> he's been sending what's funny is he he'll he does some of these like kind of discipleship teachings and stuff through some throughout the week and he'll send me the whole sermon he'll send me all of his notes yeah. i'll copy and paste them put it into chat gbt and say can you give me five discussion yeah. right. questions and it'll spit them out and they're perfect it's crazy yeah. in, and yeah. by the way in two seconds because i do the chat gbt four. you know the, the yeah, yeah
1: right the oh, four four
0: off the hook it's insane <laughs> So maybe let's, so I had this this kind of Paul Graham quote, this idea. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think maybe let's actually focus it for just the last few minutes into the AI space. So I think, and maybe you correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's probably one of the most exciting, if you're an entrepreneur and you're building any kind of business, I think you should start exploring how you can use and or build an AI tool to help your niche, whether it's just your company on its own, whether it's the people that you serve or whatever that might be. Um, So let's filter that through. So Paul Graham, I've been going back through his essays um, recently and they're just incredible. Um, But he says this, he says, the question is, how do I get new ideas? The way to get new ideas, he says, is to notice anomalies. What seems strange or missing or broken? You can see anomalies in everyday life. Much of stand-up comedy is based on this. But the best place to look for them is at the frontiers of knowledge. Um, And he says, from a distance, uh, its edges look smooth. But when you learn enough to get close to it, you'll notice it's full of gaps. These gaps will seem obvious. It will seem inexplicable that no one has tried X or wondered about Y. And Mm -hmm. I think that's like a really good framework for... Coming up with ideas in anything, but as we've started to navigate this new world of AI, um, it would seem like to me that every single industry, even the most niche of industries, there are legitimately at least six-figure, maybe seven- and eight-figure businesses that can be built for these niches, probably not even having to use a lot of code at the end of the day. Would you agree or disagree with that? Yeah. I
1: mean, look... You know, we're software guys here and, and we, we think software can solve every problem <laughs> that no mm-hmm. demand, um, especially from a business standpoint. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just like, you know, when you have those moments where you see something and someone starts a business and it goes well and you're like, how did I not think of that? Like it's so obvious, but it's only obvious after. It's never obvious before. And so the quote there around looking to the edges and oh it looks all smooth and that that's working, you know. And then you go and dig in and you're like, Well, this is dysfunctional and let's go and, you know, yeah. build something to fix that. Um you know, I, it's funny, like I'm I'm blessed and cursed with having e- easily to be able to get ideas. <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like something that, you know, yeah. I do. Um and so See you, love. It's the missus heading out? Um, hey, Pauline. So, yeah, it's like, um, <laughs> um, so I, I have the opposite. I have to turn it off. Like I have to just, mm-hmm. you know, like like stop. Um, mm-hmm. and and that's a you know that's not a blessing because we talk a lot about focus here, right? And and I was and gonna I, say,
0: yeah, I <laughs> I feel you on that one. I feel yeah. you on that one.
1: But I would rather have too many than not enough and uh mm-hmm. and, and that and that gets back to our first point i i consume so much information and you know and like 99 percent of it it goes in and i enjoy reading it and i'll store it i'll remember it, mm-hmm. you know what i thought was good about it but i'm not going to use it much but then sometimes there's that one thing and that sparks an idea. And then down the rabbit trail you go. And, you know, most of those rabbit trails don't lead anywhere. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, not, they're roads to nowhere. But every <laughs> now and again, you get one that's uh, that pops and, you know, away you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, maybe we'll do an episode on how do you know, like, if, if you are an idea person, how do you know which ones to move on and not? And then how do you just take, like, micro steps? <laughs> Um, yeah, because I think I would have saved myself a lot of time and probably money over the years yeah. that I kind of learned how to, uh, you know, harness in my ideas and actually maybe very like lightly toss them out into the world to see if they're yeah. actually real or if I'm I'm not crazy. That may be a fun a fun episode. Well, my first rule now
1: is is to incubate, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell people about them to get reaction, mm-hmm. but it's gonna sit, it might sit in the the you know two years i got one that's been two years just mm. and i'm in no rush to do it because i don't think anyone else will do it but it's just sitting there and i have i've had people like go oh, no that's not gonna work oh legally you can't do that and i'm like if uber can like globally defeat the taxi industry like, right this like i can get this idea legally to work <laughs> um
0: Listen, I was running a bi- helping run a business in Las Vegas based around the taxi industry. I remember. And in a period of 18 months, 18 months, the taxi industry in Vegas was over 100 years old, run by four families, and there is yep. still a law in Texas. I mean, excuse me, a law in Vegas that if you are operating a taxi without a, a medallion, yep. they can take it from you yep. and own that 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 right. So we're talking hundreds of years of old school and in 18 months, in 18 months, in 18 Pickers months, pick. the casinos were rebuilding their parking structures so to make room for yeah. Uber and Lyft. And now, yeah. I mean, so 18 months, a, a hundred and something year old industry yep. was done in 18
1: months. So New York, London, take your pick. They do every all. city. So anyway, yep. like I incubate my ideas, like, I just let them sit, I let them marinate. And if someone I've seen, I've had ideas where people went and did it. I'm like, oh, okay, I want to do that now. But that's okay. There's always more. <laughs> the thing about getting ideas is there's no shortage of them. And that's right. uh, it's the, it's the awesome part about being an
0: entrepreneur. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, hey, thanks again for listening to the Kings and Priest podcast. This has been a great episode as usual. And hey, look, I'm excited to say this, this show is growing. It, it, in fact, this last month, we have had more than two times the amount of downloads that we mm. um, normally get. And am just still getting reached out to from people. Uh, by people from all over that are absolutely loving it. So uh, like subscribe. Um, We're on YouTube. Now you can sign up for our newsletter um, just to keep up to date with everything going on. And uh, we'll see you right back here next week. Dean. Thank you, sir.